Okay. All right, so good morning, everyone. Um, thanks again for joining us. We can't, we can't express how wonderful it is to have a family, um, especially the family of God where we can come together and we can you know, experience his love and his mercy, even through the simple um, deeds that we do daily. We're just so thankful and so grateful for his mercies upon us uh, as we show mercy to others. Um, we're going to ask our senior pastor to um, start us off in prayer. I know we've had a, a prayer before, um, but like I said, this is the recorded portion of our time together. So we're going to ask our senior pastor to lead us out in prayer at this time. Father in heaven, Lord, be thy name. We say thy kingdom come and that your will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. We are so grateful to see you today. Lord, when we started out this year, we were not sure what would happen when it was a leap year. And we are not sure what would happen. But, oh God, we had faith in you. And we know that you are directing the affairs of men and the affairs of the nations. And so, Lord, although we face uncertain times, although trouble is on every hand, but we come to you today declaring that you are Lord, declaring that we are children of yours, and we are so happy that we can call upon your name. Because you said if we call upon you, that you will hear and you will answer. And you also said if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And we ask you, Lord, that through this means, through this time of tribulation and trials, that you will draw men unto you. I still believe, Lord, that you died to save sinners. And so we come today confessing our sins. We come asking for your forgiveness today. Oh God, we admit that we have turned away from you and all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to their own way. But oh God, we ask you that you will forgive us today, that you will have mercy as David cried, have mercy upon me, O oh Lord according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out our transgression today. Lord, we once again pray for the leaders of our land. We don't even call them rulers, but the leaders of our land, that they need to get a hold of you. They need to get a glimpse of you. And we pray that you will open up their eyes Oh, God, you can appear to them. You can send your angels, as you have done a four times. And we pray that through it all, oh, God, that somebody's eyes will be opened up, that somebody will see you. Oh, as Isaiah saw you high and lifted up, and your presence filling the temple. Lord, we are not gathered together in a house or in a place where we normally worship, 
But, oh, we are gathered today by these means. And we pray, God, that you will bless everyone that is listening today, those who are sad, those who have lost the love, those who have never loved you well. Oh, God, those who are panicking from what is happening, we pray today that you will speak to everyone. And as we address, oh, God, those in the hearing of our voices, we pray that, oh, God, there will be a touch that at the end of this service, we will all sing, you touch me, and all the joys that flood my soul. Something happened, and now I know that it is Jesus. Yes, it is you, Lord. Speak to us today. That's those of us who will impart the word today, that it will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish that which you want it to accomplish. We thank thee today. Anyone sick in body, we pray for divine healing for their bodies. Anyone sad, make them glad today. We praise your name and we glorify you, O God, because thou art our Lord and our risen Savior. We thank thee today and we bless your holy name. Amen and amen. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen. Uh, this scripture, as our senior pastor was praying, this particular verse of scripture popped up uh, into my spirit. Um, Psalm 34, verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Um, just a word of encouragement. Yes, we are going to face certain afflictions and certain life issues and problems. But the Lord is a deliverer, and he is able to deliver us out of them all. Um, again, we're turning to our, our final look at Daniel, the book of Daniel, uh, the last two chapters, Daniel chapter 10, um, well, three chapters, Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, Jan, uh, 11, and 12. 11. We're going to be looking at that. Um, so if you would like, you know, get your scriptures, get your Bibles out so that you will be able to kind of follow along. I won't be reading um, too many scriptures, if any at all. Um, we're just going to be giving a panoramic view of what Daniel chapter 10 through 12 is saying to us, I, I believe that these chapters are very timely and very important, especially if we believe in the end time prophecies that have been written um, aforetime. Um, and so we are looking at Daniel chapter 10 first and foremost. Um, and we find that in these two chapters, these three chapters, Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12, uh, we find Daniel's fourth and final revelation. Daniel's fourth and final revelation. Um, and in Daniel chapter 10, it is where I believe intercession meets consecration. Intercession meets consecration. Uh, uh, the first verse of chapter 10 describes the vision God sent to Daniel 
as a thing that was true, but the time appointed was long. A thing that was true, but the time appointed was long. And in verse 2 of Daniel chapter 10, Daniel explains that he was mourning. Now, the word mourning here does not mean fast. And I know that there is some discrepancy because there are some people that use Daniel chapter 10 to support their, um, you know, their theory on fasting. Uh, people often use Daniel chapter 10 as guideline for what is known as the Daniel fast. Though the word fast is not found in the original Hebrew, and it's very important that you understand that. Rather, there is a certain form of diet he followed during the three weeks, staying away from what was considered rich foods like um, breads, certain breads, certain meats, and wine. The three weeks in consecration was so that he could gain understanding and humble himself before the Lord. And like I said, I'll make this recording available so that you can kind of follow along and do your own Bible study, um, you know, along with what I'm saying here. Um, so he wanted to gain an understanding um, of what God was trying to say. Some um, theorized that he was also praying for the sins of his people, um, which is why he was, you know, in some type of, uh, consecration before the Lord. Um, now, we must understand that there are times we have to make lifestyle changes Amen. so that we can gain an understanding of what God wants us to do. And I'll say that again. There are times we have to make lifestyle changes so that yes. we can gain an understanding of what God wants us to do. Um, we Amen. cannot, you know, operate... Um, or do business as usual. There are times God is going to want us to set certain things aside, and he's going to want us to focus on him and him only, putting aside all our material things, putting aside all our comforts, putting aside all the things and all the benefits of his blessings, and he's going to put us in a position, in a place where we need to focus on him and him only. So it's important to draw from Daniel's model, not necessarily to fast and pray, but to understand that there are times when we have to uh, enter into a time of separation, separating Amen. ourselves from things that may um, cause distraction and cause us to lose focus, right? Now, this vision that he received was so emotionally charged that in verse 8, verse 8 says he lost his strength and became almost like a dead man. He lost his strength and became almost like a dead man. Verse 11, though, says that he was trembling but Amen. was encouraged not to fear in verse 12. Right? So he was trembling from the things that um, was happening, the vision that he was seeing, that he was encouraged not to fear in verse 12. Why? Because the person speaking said that there was a delay in Daniel receiving an answer. 
there was a messenger that was on the way to deliver his answer, mm-hmm. but he met resistance from spiritual forces referred to mm-hmm. as the prince and kings of Persia. Now, we must take note that there are times that we might pray and make necessary lifestyle changes, but the answer seems distant. Have you ever, at some point in your life, and I'm pretty sure everybody can say yes, right? You prayed and you sought the Lord and you did everything that you thought you should do and you made the necessary changes, you know, to your lifestyle, but somehow it seems as if the answer is distant. The messenger said to Daniel in verse 11 to stand upright. Stand upright. As Paul said Mm -hmm. to the Corinthian brethren, we must be steadfast, unmovable, and we must abound. Right? So that is something that we can also take from this particular lesson. Right? Even though we've made the lifestyle changes, even though we've prayed, even though we've done all that we thought we should do, there's a moment when we just have to stand, stand on the promises of God, knowing Mm -hmm. that he is in control and knowing that the answer is on the way. The messenger goes on to further reveal reveal what would take place with the Persian kingdom, the Roman Empire, and by extension, the second coming of our Lord. Matthew Henry says this, God in his providence, sets up one and pulls down another as he pleases. And basically what I've gathered from that is, hey, Pastor O, God is in control. Senior Pastor, God is in control. Regardless of what is going on in in the world today, God is in control. Amen. And I think for us as believers, Amen. For us as believers, we are encouraged in Luke 21, verse 28. Come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption, joy, and joy. Amen. Right? Luke 21, verse 28, I'll say that again. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Remember what the messenger said? Remember what the messenger said to Daniel, right? Stand upright, right? Luke 21, verse 28 says the same thing. Lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Daniel 11, verse 32, and like I said, I'm just a panoramic view of the two chapters, right, or the three chapters, uh, Daniel chapter 10, Daniel chapter 11 and 12. Now, Daniel 11, verse 32, uh, believers are encouraged to be strong and do exploits. That word exploits means an act or deed. God's people are often characterized by what they know, what they are, and what they do. I'll say that again. God's people are often characterized by what they know, what they are, and what they do. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it reminds us that... 
Uh-huh. First of all, let us just yes. um, look at what it says again also. And I like this part which says, the people that do know their God, the people that do right. know their God, shall be strong and do exploit, Amen. do exceedingly great things. But we have to know God. Those who don't know God right. can't do anything. Those of us who know him must do great things, not for us, but for him. That's right. Amen. Amen. And like I said, uh, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it reminds us a time of trouble. And we are seeing it in our world today, right? We are in a time of trouble, a time of uncertainty, such as never was since there was a nation. Daniel 12, verse 1 says that. Such as never was since there was a nation. But we're encouraged that deliverance is coming. All of chapter 12 speaks to us and tells us about deliverance, that our deliverance is coming, right? Uh, The messenger said to Daniel in verse 12, Blessed is he that waiteth. Blessed is he that waiteth. So we know our redemption is near. We know that our deliverance is coming. But there is a waiting that must be exercised, right? Yes, our deliverance is coming. Our redemption is coming. But there is a waiting that must be exercised. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So there is a waiting that we have to exercise in order to achieve what God wants us to achieve. He is in control. He knows the end before before we know the beginning. So we have to wait on him. We have to be patient. We have to exercise patience. We have to exercise waiting so that he, in due time, can deliver us from this, this thing or that, right? Finally, the command was given to Daniel in verse 13. Finally, the command was given to Daniel in verse 13. Go thou thy way till the end, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. I'll say that again. Go thy way, go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So we are reminded again, you know, that 1 Corinthians 15, we must be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding the work of the Lord. Amen? But it is going to take faith. It's going to take a lifestyle of faith. It's going to take living by faith to see us through. And this is where we're going to turn it over to our senior pastor, and he's going to talk about living by faith, the faith that we must employ in these times. Amen. Thank you, Pastor O. And um, we are living in uncertain times. I think all of us realize that. Even if you're very young, we're living in uncertain times. Some of us who have been 
kind of traveling this road. I've never seen the things that we are seeing now. And every time I talk to people, talk to people in Jamaica, talk to people in Boston, talk to people in New York and Canada, New Jersey, um, Georgia, and all over the place. And everybody realized that we are living in uncertain times, challenging times. We are challenged now, not only by the enemy, but by people around us. We are challenged, um, and we don't want people to understand us. They will never understand us, but we are living in uncertain times. We are living in challenging times, and also frustrating times. Who is not frustrated? You want to get out of your house and they say, stay in. You go to work and you are frustrated. In your house, you are frustrated. Watching the news, you are frustrated. That's the time that we live in and that's the time that Daniel was talking about. But um, we realize that is nothing new. There is nothing new under the sun. The prophet Abakop, who lived about 25,000 years ago, was appalled by the violence and evil and the unrighteousness that he witnessed in his day. Unrighteousness, violence, and evil all around us is evil. People trying to hurt you for nothing. People trying to harm you. People trying to take you down. People trying to talk bad about you. But, oh, remember what Pastor O said, that Daniel in that, was living in that time. And the Lord touched him, and he didn't understand, but he had to get another touch. I hope that God will touch us, that we understand and realize that the times that we are living in, we are near to the end. It was prophesied. We, we have read about it. From time to time, we are still reading, we are still hearing, but we are seeing it. I told somebody the other day that when I was a little boy growing up, you used to hear some of the old patriarchs preach some messages about the end times, and we wonder what they were talking about. And we came up and touched it a little bit, but right now it's fulfilling right before our very eyes. We see it. It's in the fulfillment of time that we live in. What an exciting time. Although it's uncertain, although it's challenging, although it's frustrating, it's a good time to be living because we know that our redemption is nigh at hand. And God answered to the prophet's cry. So a backup, a backup cry was, the just shall live by faith. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. And um, I kind of look at that. And the CEV version said um, in verse 2, he said, uh, verse 4, I, the Lord, refuse to accept anyone who is proud. Only those who live by faith are acceptable to me. And that jumped out at me. Only those who live by faith are acceptable to me. 
And faith is not something that you can see, something that you can't see, but you have to hope for. And the life application um, says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous, hear me children, the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God. So the question this morning, are you faithful? And, you know, we, we have the faith chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, that talked about faith. And if you have not read that chapter, you need to really spend some time in reading Hebrews chapter 11. It talks about those before us and how we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses and what they went through. Um, you know, they were tortured. They were sawn asunder, but um, they had faith in God and they held on to their faith because they confessed that they were pilgrims, they were strangers, and they were seeking a better city. Just like we are seeking. We are seeking for a better city. And my friends, it's not in this life. If only in this life we have hope. We would be miserable, men most miserable, men and women and children most miserable, but it is found in the life to come. So the congregation addressed in the book of Hebrews were also facing trying circumstances. They left Judaism to become Christians. They were being persecuted. Some had their property taken away by the authorities, but God had a solution for them. In Hebrews 10.34, he said, The just shall live by faith. And what is living by faith? Faith means we know, as Daniel knew, that God is sovereign. It means we lay up our treasures in heaven because where your treasure is, your heart will be also. To live by faith is to know that if the earthly tent, the physical body that we live in is destroyed, that we have a building from God, an eternal in the heaven, not made with hands. Amen. So, my friends, we sing the song all the time, living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his great love. From all I'm safe in his sheltering arms, I'm living by faith and fear no alarm. So to live by faith is to live in hope of the resurrection. And we have that assurance today. The truth of the resurrection was revealed to the prophet Daniel. And he was assured, as we talked about it last week, that he would rise up to receive his inheritance at the end of days. And we too have that assurance that the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. First um, uh, Corinthians talk about body terrestrial. And the by, uh, Paul says this mortal body will put on immortality. And we will be able to say, O death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is your victory? We look forward to that time when we shall be caught up to meet him in the clouds of heaven. 
the Bible declares that the trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the clouds of heaven. Hang on to your faith, my friends, and don't let your faith leave you. Faith in God will see us through. Yes, we are in troubled times, but oh, we hang on to our faith. We are in challenging times and frustrating times, but we'll hold on to faith in God. Don't let go of God. Um, the writer here says, through faith in Christ, believers can stand courageously for in him, for in him perilous times. Courageously for in him perilous times. We are living in perilous times. They used to, we used to sing a little song that says, perilous times we are living in. And we are living in that time now. God bless you today as we continue to look to him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen.